Hi, I'm Melissa Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Melissa Benoist appears on Ellen. DC Collectibles makes a Supergirl statue. And we talk about Kara and Alex Danvers. This, this is Supergirl, Supergirl Radio. Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to CBS's upcoming Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. I'm Teresa Giacino. And my name is Rebecca Johnson. In our last episode of Season Zero, we're going to talk about everything we know about Supergirl's secret identity and her foster sister, Alex. I can't believe this is the last episode of Season Zero. (laughs) But before we get to that, we have... The News. TVLine.com has reported that Supergirl is, quote, casting Winslow Shot Sr., a.k.a. the deranged and violent Toy Man. Freshly escaped from prison, Toy Man seeks revenge on the man who cost him his job. After seeking some much-needed quality time with son Win, a.k.a. Kara's Catco colleague. It's a lot of alliteration. <clears throat> Toy Man debuts in episode 10, which is also casting Saffron Bell, the FBI agent hot on Toy Man's trail, end quote. So I guess that's confirmation that, uh, you know, the Jeremy Jordan character of Winslow Shot is connected to Toy Man, but is not himself Toy Man. Yeah, and I think you called that in our Toy Man Spotlight episode that that could be the case. So high fives um, <laughs> all around to Teresa. Uh, for I don't the- need to brag, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what it sounds like. It sounds like the Toy Man is already established and he's already deranged and violent and ready to be a villain so uh that's gonna be really fun and it'll it i'm i'm curious to see if when like knows about what his father is doing um does he try to stop him i'm i'm this is really kind of making me excited about when because he seems like a really nice guy and to have him interact with toy man as his father that's gonna be really interesting to see i kind of wonder if uh you know, they might have him kind of treading that line a little bit anyway, because, you know, if his his father escapes from prison and tracks him down, like that could go one of two ways. Either he could be the kind of son who would try to get away from his father and report him, or he'd be the kind of son who wants to help his dad because it's his dad, no matter what he's done. And either way, that would be a really interesting conflict to watch happen. And now that I'm rereading this and it says freshly escaped from prison, so he... I would assume that he that Wynn knows why his father is in prison. I would yeah. assume that A, he knows that his father is in prison, and B, why he is there. But uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has no idea that he has a long-lost father who is in jail. I don't know. And I'm also really interested in Saffron Bell because I yeah. looked her up, and she is an established DC character, 
and she has an affiliation. She is an FBI agent and has an affiliation with the DC character Bloodhound, which I don't I don't know much about him. Yeah. But uh, I got really excited because it said she's an FBI agent in Atlanta, Georgia. And Yay. I was like, I know Atlanta, Georgia pretty well. <laughs> so that, that was kind of fun. So I'm... I'm, I hope she, if whoever gets cast as Saffron Bell, I hope she doesn't have an exaggerated Southern accent, but I would like <laughs> some Southern representation. That would be very nice. So I'm excited about Saffron Bell. In case you were wondering where Rebecca's accent was from, now you know. Can you tell? I don't think I have much of an accent, but maybe I do. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> well, um, DC's Superhero Girls website is live now. Girls now have their very own superhero world, DC Superhero Girls, where they can play, watch, read, and be inspired to discover their full superpower potential alongside legendary DC Comics female superheroes, including Supergirl, in, all, in this all-new universe that was created just for them. So you can head over to dcsuperherogirls.com, which will have animated episodes, games, and merchandise, including toys, books, graphic novels, digital content, and apparel, and all of that is coming in 2016. So if you go there now, I don't know if you got a chance to look at this, Teresa, but they do have the animated episodes up. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched them yet, but I saw them up there. Um, and actually, because uh, I know you and uh, and Michael talked about uh, about the Supergirl-related stuff at New York Comic Con, um, but I actually did see um, su- uh, DC Superhero Girls uh, when I was there. Oh, awesome. um, And they had, like, a great presence. They had, you know, a huge part of the booth, and it was really colorful, and they were giving out, you know, little capes to all the little girls that oh, were there. that's cute. Um, it was really cool. And they had like a sweepstakes going on where like, you know, if you're a grown up, you can get a cape. Um, <laughs> like they were pretty much giving them out to little girls. But if you wanted to win one as a grown up, you had to like enter a sweepstakes to win. Um, That's really but, fun. Uh, yeah. It looks like merchandising so far, they're going to have like dolls or um, action figures. So that's that's coming. Uh, oh, of course. But, They're going to have all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it, it looks like, you know, it's not just, hey, we're talking about this. They're talking about it and they're they're putting it into motion. So that's really um, good to see. Yeah. Actually, I have this little um, I just dug it up. Um, one of the things that got thrown into my swag bag was this tiny uh, DC superhero girls uh, little booklet that kind of describes all the characters. And they're super adorable. And especially, you know, we've got our lovely Supergirl here. Um, and I just love the description of her in this like high school world. Um, the Supergirl is so adorkable mm-hmm. and, to- and totally out there. Duh, she's from another planet, you know. <laughs> um, she's the most powerful teen on Earth. If only she could stop tripping over her own two feet. And I think that's really interesting that like they, they went, kind of went out of their way to give her a flaw. Yeah. Like all the, all the superpowers in the world don't help if you keep falling all over yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. and I, I think that's good because I think you need something to to ground them a little bit, and Definitely. and I really I love Supergirl's look uh, for yeah. DC superhero girls with her little sneakers, her little they almost look like Chuck Taylor shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she has a, a cute look. So I'm I'm excited to see when Supergirl shows up on, on DC superhero girls. Um, well. There's not just uh, great Supergirl stuff happening here in the States. Uh, If you are a Supergirl fan in the UK, we have some news for you. You can start watching Melissa Benoist as Supergirl on October 29th uh, in the Sky Sky One uh, 8 p.m. slot. So make sure you're watching. That's good. I'm glad they, they don't have to wait too much longer after we get it here in the States. So that's awesome. 
Exactly. So you only have to like watch the internet for like two days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just stay off the internet for a couple of days. You'll be fine. Well, on October 15th, DC Collectibles unveiled a statue of Melissa Benoist's Supergirl. It is a 12.5, 12.5-inch resin statue. It has a suggested retail price of $130 and goes on sale in May 2016. What, what do you think about this statue, Teresa? Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the likeness is great. Um, I love the hair. I love the, the pose and the, the way that they kind of captured the, uh, the cape mid, mid-flight or mid, uh, you know, wind-blowing. Yes. Um, it, looks, it looks like it's in motion, and, and I think they did a really, really great job. Yeah, the the likeness is uncanny. It looks really, really great, and the suit looks good. I love that you can kind of see the detail on the blue and uh, all the little seams that would have uh, had to be put together for the, the, the top part of her suit. And I, th- I think it looks great. If I, if I uh, can grab one of these, I will do it. It looks good. Definitely. And I think, too, it's it really seeing the, the new costume in the statue form, uh, you get to see what a, what a great costume it is like it really like holds up as in, in as far as being interpreted in different forms like if this were on an action figure it would still look good if it yeah. were on a you know so they did it you know yay colleen atwood she did a great job <laughs> she might know what she's doing just a little bit yeah, yeah. um well hitfix.com interviewed greg berlanti andrew kreisberg ali adler and sarah Schechter about supergirl and uh here are some fun highlights from that interview uh, in terms of the villains we'll get to see, uh, they mentioned that there'll be Supergirl villains, Superman villains, and some other ones from other characters, um, which I think is especially interesting. So really, we could get be getting anything from the DC Universe as far as, uh, as, far as villains go. Yeah, and I think that's sort of the same with uh, the Flash and Arrow. Sometimes we'll see, especially on Arrow, because the Flash has a really good rogues gallery, so the, a lot of his rogues are flash rogues but with arrow yeah. they kind of have to dig around in the dc universe to to get some new people to uh, a green arrow show so that i think is gonna follow suit um another tidbit they shared was that we'll get to go off planet on this show which means you know we might be get, i mean i don't know if that means flashbacks i don't know if it means supergirl will travel to other worlds but one way or another we're not just going to be restricted to earth which is pretty cool yeah i i my my first instinct was that it will be flashbacks to krypton but i would love to see supergirl have a space adventure yeah well i mean uh, you know with all the the deo on the show seems to be set up as an alien organization one that that kind of knows about and and you know protects us from aliens that might do us harm and uh of course we have the uh the fort Roz escapees that are mentioned in that footage we've seen uh that'll be made up of quote alien villains from across the dc universe canon so start you know making your picks as far as uh, all the space villains that we could uh, <laughs> yeah. we could be facing um when asked about Streaky the Super Cat or Comet the Super Horse, uh, Andrew Kreisberg said, and I'm so glad somebody asked him about this. Um, <laughs> Andrew Kreisberg said, quote, there's probably been far more Streaky and Comet talk in the writer's room than the public imagines. As always, one of those fun things of the show is taking all of those fun things and finding different ways to do them. So, yeah, I want to see a cat. I want to see a horse. Make it happen. I think, I think it's very doable because uh, in Superman, the animated series, Kara on that show would be like at the Kent farm with a cat hanging out in her bedroom. Like, yeah, there wasn't a big deal made out of it. She just had this 
pet cat that would hang out with her at the house. So I think it's very, very doable. Now, Comet the Super Horse may be a little more difficult. But See, I'm I'm imagining like some Gorilla Grodd CGI animation. So Comet needs to happen too. There's no excuses <laughs> for no Comet. That is Teresa's one request. <laughs> that is my that is my opinion. No, I, I mean because I for some reason I I've been thinking about uh, She-Ra and Swiftwind. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about a a female superhero and her horse that's really awesome. So let ha- let Supergirl have a horse. Well, and I think if you can make Comet the Super Horse work. Like, I think that would be a real testament to the show and to the writing. And I love that they're talking about it. They're trying to see if they can fit it in. They're trying to make it work. I I have faith in them. I have faith in all of them. (laughs) When asked what comic book stories have influenced the show, uh, Kreisberg mentioned that, quote, there's little bits of her from the 50s in this show. There's obviously little bits of the Jeff Loeb version of it. But there's even little bits of the movie. Obviously, Helen Slater's in it. I think for us, it's always finding the kernels throughout history as opposed to glomming on to one, spe- one specific storyline that really spoke to us. And I actually really like that approach. I think that, you know, as we've been doing season zero um, and kind of getting to know Kara and Kara through, mm-hmm. you know, various storylines and stuff, there's always those, those little bits of her personality that are, that are similar throughout that you can kind of trace back as like, okay, this is Supergirl. Whatever else you change about her, these are like the kernels of her personality. So I think it's cool that they're kind of latching on to those things, you know, from the 50s forward. Yeah, and I'm glad they're not just adapting one storyline. That would kind of bore me if, if <laughs> oh, we I've already read that story. I don't need to watch it. So I'm glad that they're just uh, borrowing different elements from different eras and making one Supergirl. And I think that's awesome. They seem to be going all over the canon for their villains, that they really are taking a fresh new approach to her stories. They're giving her like all new adventures, um, which is really cool. And for our last bit of news, Melissa Benoist was on Ellen recently. She can be seen on the October 19th episode, and I I learned a lot about Melissa Benoist in this interview. (laughs) Um, uh, She talked about her job as a store greeter. She said she used to work at Hollister, I think in New York City, and uh, she talked about how they would have to wear bikinis and greet people as they came into the store, and uh, I thought that was... (laughs) Which is so crazy. That it's crazy, and also she even mentioned, like, when it got cold, they would have to go in the doors a little bit, like... I I wouldn't even have thought about that when she first started talking. Like, yeah, it gets really cold in New York City in the winter and in the fall. And so you would have to kind of um, adjust for that. But um, she she talked about, you know, one of her jobs doing that. And she also brought some pictures for Ellen to see of her bad hair that she had when she was a kid. Because, you know, we all have those. Uh, pictures of from our childhood. They were like, oh, I don't know what my parents were doing that day, or <laughs> what was I doing before this picture got taken that uh, my hair doesn't look so great. But it was cute. She um, she laughed about her childhood pictures, and uh, what I thought was cool is before the interview was over, Ellen actually surprised her uh, surprised Melissa by giving her dogs. Melissa has these three dogs, and so she gave her dogs their own capes. So she had these little <laughs> red capes that had their names on them and um it was just it was adorable i think melissa really liked it she got very excited about that so that's very cool (laughs) so it was a it was a good um interview to see melissa just kind of talking about herself and um the things that she's been into so that's awesome 
Well, have we seen um, her Instagram yet? Um, as Melissa posted uh, photos of her dogs in the capes because I feel like they've been giving us so much cute via social media yes. that I, I, I can't imagine that she won't take that opportunity. Yes, I would like to see those dogs sporting their capes. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, are about ready to get into our discussion, our final discussion for season zero. Um, We've previously learned about Supergirl and her Kryptonian family. So now let's take a look at Kara Danvers and her foster sister, Alex. And I think their relationship is going to be kind of the the um, the crux of the whole show. I feel like that's to be a major focus for the series, uh, which is why we saved the best for last. (laughs) Let's take a look at how she'll be appearing in the CBS series. What we know so far, obviously, she's being played by Melissa Benoist and by Melina Weissman, who's playing young Kara in the flashbacks. Um, and CBS's casting breakdown reads as follows. For Kara Zorel, a.k.a. Kara Danvers, the show is eyeing Caucasian females aged 22 to 26 to play 24. As the series mythology goes, Kara at age 12 was sent from her dying home planet of Krypton to Earth, where she was taken in by the Danvers, a foster family who taught her to be careful with her extraordinary powers. After repressing said skills for more than a decade, Kara is forced to bust out, of her, su- bust out her super moves in public during an unexpected disaster. Uh, which we now know from having seen the trailer and some of you, the pilots, uh, plane crash um, or with, preventing a plane from crashing. With her sister Alex. With her sister Alex. Passengers. Yep. On it, exactly. Um, energized by her heroism for the first time in her life, she begins embracing her abilities in the name of helping the people of her city and earning herself a super moniker along the way. <laughs> you know, obviously they've been doing a lot of press lately, um, talking a lot about the character. Uh, Melissa Benoist uh, talks about the character um, in the Find Out What Fuels Supergirl Into Flight video, um, which is on YouTube, I believe. Yes. I think it's on CBS.com and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So um, you can check it out there if you want to see it. Um, But she says about Kara, quote, she wants so badly to spread good in the world. She lost so much that she wants to do more for this planet that she lives on now. And then, quote, her past is so sad and tragic. I think it really informs how she becomes the hero that she is. I I thought this was great for her to say because this is what I always tell people about Supergirl. What I find so much more interesting than Superman because Kara slash Supergirl actually was from Krypton, knew about Krypton, lived there, had her family life there. And when Krypton goes kablooey, she loses all the things that mattered to her, everything that she loved. So um, I think that's what makes her so unique as opposed to Superman, because I think some people just see Supergirl as Superman's cousin. But I think right. I think her backstory, in my opinion, what I think separates her from Superman is her backstory and how much more emotional that is for her, because Superman... Yeah, he lost things from Krypton, too, but he didn't know his parents. He didn't know the culture, and he wasn't there. He just kind of got put in a ship and sent off to Earth as a baby. So I think it's, in my opinion, even though I'm a huge Superman fan, I think Supergirl is much more compelling backstory-wise. And so I like that Melissa pointed that out in this interview. Definitely. And I think that... um the, uh, what the backstory gives her, um, I mean, so she's seen all this, all this happen. She she lost something that she got to know, and 
you know, as far as writing a character, there, you know, there's two ways that somebody can handle that. Either something tragic happens and the person, like, gets really dark and really broody. I'm looking at you, Batman. Um, <laughs> and it gets very, like, you know, just depressed about everything. Or they channel that pain into helping people. Um, they find their way back to hope. And I think that's what I love most about Supergirl is that, uh, yeah, depending on who's writing her, she kind of you know, has ups and downs along the way, but she eventually always works herself toward this hopeful place where she she sees the value in helping other people um, because even though she lost her home, that still does, you know, that doesn't make her want to take everything down with it, you know? Like, she she still finds value in in life and in, you know, her friends and her new home and all of that, so... Um, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, and I want to see, and I'm sure they'll show this in the course of the show, but in the description, the CBS casting description for Kara, it talks about how her foster family, the Danvers, taught her to be careful with her powers, and Kara's been repressing them. And so I'm I'm wondering, what does Kara have to deal with when she is repressing her powers? Does she want to use them and then she feels like she can't? You know, how do, how does she even... Like, I know with the Kents and Superman, they kind of have this uh, nature versus nurture thing where they kind of nurture him in a way to be a, a good human being, a good citizen of the earth. And I, I'm hope I'm hoping that the Danvers family will be that kind of uh, guiding source <laughs> for her, even though it, sound, it sounds like they're going to be like, no, Kara, don't use your powers. But hopefully they'll still instill her with uh, a morality that makes her want to help people. But I also kind of think maybe Kara comes from Krypton with that. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know where, where she's going to develop this need of, to help people. But, uh, but I'm, I'm curious if we'll see some of that with her time with the Dan- the Danvers family. That is a really interesting point as far as how they will shape her. Um, because obviously they have to, but it's, it's true that she's coming to them older. So they're not really raising her as such. Like she comes to them with a personality and with a, a worldview. Um, but it's, it's true that they, I mean, she's still young. She's still, you know, they could still channel that into, you know, this or that and help her make good choices. But I do wonder if, because right now, I mean, we haven't seen much of Helen Slater or Dean Kane as the Danvers, uh, but we have seen, you know, scenes with Alex in them. And it seems like, you know, because she, like she's she works for the DEO, she kind of has this mentality of, you know, we know that aliens are out there. You have to protect yourself. They'll put you in a lab. Um, but I wonder if, you know, her parents felt the same way because there's, you know, different ways to interpret be careful with your powers. There's right. don't there's don't use them until you have them under control. And there's don't use them at all because hide who you are. Right. Hide who you are. People will find you. You'll be in danger. So don't, you know, don't be your true self. Um, so I wonder where those messages are coming from. And, and if her, pa- her foster parents and Alex are sending her the same message or maybe, you know, if she's more encouraged by, by Alex and, you know, her eventual line of work um, to kind of hide things a little more because she knows how dangerous it can be for her. That's a good point. Um, well, moving on, uh, in that same video, they also talked to, to some of the other uh, writers and producers. Um, Andrew Kreisberg says in that video that, quote, Kara came from this amazing alien futuristic world and all that was taken away from her in one fell swoop. Um, Sarah Schechter says, 
quote, Kara came into a world that told her not to be different, that the things that made her different were things to hide. So we do know that she is getting that message. Um, And in a recent uh, Entertainment Weekly interview with Ali Adler, um, Adler talks a little bit about uh, Supergirl's actual powers. And she says, quote, we'll absolutely see some flashbacks of her, of Kara, uh, discovering them because she was 12 years old when she landed here and she didn't have these powers on Krypton. Kal-El came here as an infant. Kara, Kara, excuse me, uh, hasn't used these powers very much or very well, certainly not to the extent that she's going to be a hero um, as she started in the pilot. There'll definitely be a learning curve at the beginning of the season. So we will get to see uh, that development happen, which I think is is really great because, uh, like you said, Rebecca, like kind of watching her come into her own and seeing how she's shaped is is really important to her story. Yeah, and I, I think just as much as it's important for character development to see her develop her powers, I think it will also have a little comedic relief there because anytime a superhero has to learn how to control their abilities, there will be some probably things where she might not do it so well. Maybe things go wrong with some heat vision or um, her breath or her strength. She might destroy something on accident as a child. Um, And so I think that will be a lot of, I'm looking forward to that to see, because we, I mean, I watched Smallville when Clark was developing his powers. And so I'm curious to see if they'll do it any differently. Like what will Kara be involved in where she develops these powers and kind of figures out what she can do. And I'm also wondering, does she know before she gets to earth that she can do these things? Um, Because like, I know you haven't seen Man of Steel, so I hope I'm not spoiling you for this. Um, but before Jarrell and Lara send baby Kal-El to Earth, they know that when he gets there, he'll be a god, that he will have these powers. Right. Um, so I wonder if the Kryptonian people on Supergirl know that, oh, we're sending our kids to Earth, they, they will have powers there. Um, mm. So I, I'm, I'm curious if she, if Kara is aware like even in Smallville, when um, Kara goes to Earth and she meets with Helen Slater as Lara, they kind of already kind of have this knowledge of, oh, we're, yeah, we're going to have powers here on Earth. Yeah, they seem to go back and forth whenever they feel like it Which on that show. Which is so ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> uh, that's a different interpretation. Um, you got to go with it. But yeah, yeah I'm, totally. I'm, I'm curious to see, like, will this be totally brand new to her or will she have anticipated that when she got here? You know, I wonder if this will be the time for a uh, kind of homage to Supergirl the movie. Um, I wonder if they'll sneak in some some images of that where she comes to Earth and she's kind of figuring out her powers and like she crushes a rock. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, because they can't leave that out. It's too cute and fun. Yeah, I think you could totally pull something like that off. And even the the way um, Helen Slater as Supergirl kind of starts to enjoy flying. Um, I think we'll probably see some, I, I would love to see some big flying sequence when she first discovers that she can fly and how she's enjoying it. So I think we'll probably see something like that because that <laughs> was in the Supergirl movie and it's a great little sequence. Um, and I thought it was cool that Allie Adler also confirmed we'll be seeing flashbacks of Midvale and Krypton. So we're going to get to see um, probably Kara as a, as a kid on Krypton and also see her as a kid in Midvale. And it would be, it would be neat to see those kind of paralleled or contrasted, um, just to see how they're different. 
Now, we've talked about her powers, but they've also mentioned some of her weaknesses. Um, And Ali Adler says that we're going to explore emotionally and physically what Supergirl's weaknesses are. To assume she's impervious to all things is to overestimate her. Mm. Um, Because, like, every, you know, everyone has a weakness, uh, no matter how how superpowered they are. Um, And we've kind of talked about a lot of her weaknesses uh, here on the show as we've talked about the comics. um, That she can be a little too hard-headed. That she can kind of go in ready to punch things sometimes and not really think about what she's doing. Yeah. So she definitely has some flaws. And obviously, you know, if we're talking about physical uh, weaknesses, we've got kryptonite. We've got, you know, lots of other things that can kind of hold her. I assume Uh, she'll also be weakened by magic, but that's just a guess because Superman (laughs) uh, does not do well with magic either. Um, But I always, when I think of... uh, you know Superman's weaknesses that I would also would be applicable to Supergirl is that I've always heard that if you want to hurt Superman, it's not necessarily with Kryptonite; it's by going after the things he loves. You know, by going mm-hmm. after his heart. So I think uh, I, I think we'll probably see that a little bit with Supergirl because Allie um, mentions the emotional weaknesses, and so I think if you if you go after her family, she's probably going to be weakened by that, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I would like to see that where she kind of comes from a place of um, emotion with her heart that she has to deal with when she fights. Yeah. Well, we've kind of talked about Kara a little bit, so let's talk about Alex. Um, what we know about Alex Danvers so far is she's, of course, being played by Kyler Lee, and Jordan Maserati, who is going to be playing the young Alex in the flashbacks. And, and who also has the best name ever. Yes, that's a pretty, pretty <laughs> Jordan great Ma- Jordan Maserati is the coolest name ever. Don't ever change it. <laughs> well, the CBS casting breakdown for Alex says, The other lead role currently being cast is that of 26-year-old Alexandra Alex Danvers, Kara's gorgeous, brilliant, science-minded foster sister. Growing up, Alex was partly jealous of her sibling, yet also fascinated by her abilities, prompting Alex to learn as much as she could about alien anthropology, sociology, and culture. Today, Alex works for a secret government organization and alongside her heroic sis, will face many challenges, both mundane and super. So I think this is uh, interesting because it hasn't changed a whole lot. Like, I don't know if we're going to see that Alex is going to be science-minded, um, we definitely know that she's going to be uh, an agent in the DEO, but I wonder how much of the science thing will come into play with her. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I feel like like in organizations like that, kind of everybody's a little bit scientist, and then, you know, somebody, you know, they they get weapons training. But, like, I kind of feel like everybody has some kind of working knowledge of, you know, alien physiology, and, like, you know, they, they do their homework because they have to, because these are the, the beings that they're going after. I actually thought it was interesting, too, that uh, she was kind of prompted into this line of work in part because she was part jealous and part fascinated by Kara. It's an, it, it must be interesting to grow up with the person who's, you know, sleeping in the bedroom next to you uh, as superpowers. Yeah. Um, and to kind of see that develop and happen. So, uh, again, this is one of those things where it could go one of two ways. Either that could make her a really horrible person who's just bitter because she's not the one with superpowers or it could encourage her to to be great in her own right. And I think she kind of chose the second path from what the description says. And um, so it seems like both Kara and Alex have that in them, that like whenever they face something difficult or challenging or, or they're hurt 
emotionally in some way, they channel that into something positive, which I think is really cool. I think it's very fitting that a sibling relationship would be part jealousy and part um, protective uh, because I think, and maybe I'm speaking from experience here, that, <laughs> that, you know, there are things about your siblings that you're like, oh, they get everything. They're, you know, they they have these great lives, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if somebody said something bad about my brother, you know, I would I would be all up in their faces. Um, so they're, um, you know, in a very civilized way. But there is there is that thing about being a sibling that you can be jealous of them, but you also want to protect them and want to um, be in their lives and make sure that nobody hurts them. So I think that that's cool that that's in the description that she is going to be um, like that because I think that's very true to what it's like to have a sibling. Just out of curiosity, are you the older sibling or younger sibling? I am the younger sibling. I have an older brother who is seven years older than me, and uh, he he can be very protective sometimes, and I am uh, uh, w- with him as well. But yeah. Um, but yeah, there is you know especially when you're kids. That kind of plays a part, and I, I wonder if uh, Car and Alex, you know, if we'll if we'll see that when they're kids in the flashbacks of them growing up and and seeing what Alex has to go through in having to have a superpowered sister, because I can imagine that being not. I mean, it would be fun maybe in some circumstances, but it would also, you know, you would maybe feel a little insecure about yourself, maybe. Yeah, bit, or like what? like you can't do the things that she can do. So I can see that being a good thing and a bad thing. Totally. Well, uh, and I'm the youngest as well. My brother and sister are both uh, older than me. And yeah, they've always had this protective quality about them. But then I, I wonder if they're going to examine... Um, well, I'm sure they are. Uh, I'm looking forward to them examining stuff from the younger siblings' perspective because that's what I can relate to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know how uh, Kara, I'm sure on some level, you know, uh, there must be things she envies about Alex. Oh, uh, yeah. her, her her being from Earth, her not having to worry about all the stuff she has to worry about, um, just being able to be quote normal. Um, and I'm sure that will affect Kara as she's growing up as well. So it'll be cool to see kind of how <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side <laughs> that's true, between, that's true. between these sisters. That's a great point. Well, um, Andrew Kreisberg from the How Supergirl Celebrates Strong Women video mentioned that Alex Danvers is our invention. She's actually not from the comics. So I thought that was um, a good distinction to make, that if anybody was Googling Alex Danvers to try to find her history, she doesn't have one. This is the start of, <laughs> this is the start of her history, which I think is awesome. I, I always like it when... Um, superhero shows like this will use the opportunity to create an original character because some of the best and most famous and most beloved characters are original characters that they just happen to throw into an adaptation like Jimmy Olsen or Harley Quinn, um, even Fish Mooney on Gotham, who yeah. for, for, for as much as she was over the top, I kind of loved her. So, oh, I loved her so much. <laughs> so, so there is a great opportunity for them to create a brand new character, and so I'm very excited to see what they do with her. Yeah, and and I love when the, when characters from TV shows eventually get put back into the source material into yes. the comics. So it'll be cool to see if the character works well on TV, if she translates to a future Supergirl comic that's eventually should be probably <laughs> happening, maybe kind of sorta. So you know. That would, that would be very, very exciting. 
Um, well, so let's take a look at some other people and what they have to say about Alex. Um, in an Entertainment Weekly interview with Allie Adler, she said, quote, Alex is Alex. She's not necessarily Alexandra. What you should know about her is she's worked her entire life to be as strong, as successful, and accomplished. She's kind of grown up in her sister's shadow. She's had to work the way that Supergirl has grown up in Superman's shadow, the way that we all have someone who's who we're trying to prove so much to in our lives. She's both been inspired by Kara and has often felt in conflict about how much she's had to do in order to just be recognized for her own self-worth and her own worth, unquote. So I think that that kind of touches on what we just talked about, that um, Alex is maybe going to have to feel like she has to prove something. Um, But that is something that we all, I mean, I relate to that, that there's something that, you want you want to achieve to prove yourself to someone who you look up to. And I, I think that's great that not only um, does she feel like she needs to do that, but it's because she's inspired by Kara and kind of wants to prove her own self, self-worth. And something that just popped into my head that I wonder if she might relate on that level to Lucy Lane, um, who will be on this show. Uh, you know, because Lucy kind of always feels like she's in her sister's <laughs> shadow yes. as well. Um, you know, how many Pulitzer Prizes has my sister won? Um, how many Pulitzer Prizes have I won? Um, so I wonder if, you know, her being on the show may be, you know, if, if they get to know each other, if they might bond over being the sister that's not quite so critically acclaimed, as it were. Yeah, that would be uh, really neat to see them bond over that. Well, as a DEO agent, uh, Allie Adler talked about Alex saying, um, Kara did not know that Alex was a member of this clandestine organization. Uh, Of course, she's talking about the DEO. And Allie says, of course, that brings conflict. But in ways, Alex has been keeping her sister's secret for years. We we absolutely debut them on the same page, unquote. So um, I I wonder how Kara is going to find out about this uh, DEO connection with Alex. I don't know that Alex is going to actually just come out with it and tell Kara, or is it something she's forced to tell her? And it sounds like she's been keeping that a secret for a while. And, you know, again, keep in mind, I know a lot of you listening have already watched the pilot. Don't spoil it for us. Yes. (laughs) No spoilers. Because I'm sure you you know, and that's great. I don't want to see it in the comments. Wait till next week's episode, and we can all talk about it together. (laughs) Um, and it's only a week away, so that's very exciting. Exactly. I'm like, yes, finally. I'm like, if I get spoiled now after all these weeks of not being spoiled, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> so just tone it down, Internet, for a little while longer. It'll all be fine. Well, uh, Andrew Kreisberg from the Meet the Supergirl cast video, uh, he says, I, I, I quote, I think in a way the relationship that excites me the most is the one between Kara and Alex. What's amazing about Alex is that Alex would be the star of her own show if her sister wasn't Supergirl, unquote. <laughs> and I think that's such an awesome quote because when what we've seen about Alex so far is she she does look like a butt kicker. She looks like somebody who I would watch in a procedural drama that uh, that I would want to see, you know, go after the bad guy herself. So I think that's actually pretty accurate and of course Andrew Kreisberg would know because he's in the writer's room but <laughs> but I think that is a, a great analogy that she'd be the star of her own show um, so I think that's cool to know that she's just as much of a supergirl as Kara is definitely 
As it relates to Cara and Alex, Allie Adler said at the New York Comic Con panel that she, uh, she said, I think that they both support each other as sisters do, but there's always going to be conflict because that's life, unquote. <laughs> and I, I think that's a really, uh, it's a great observation because siblings are like that. It's just it's, it's just part of being a family. <laughs> it's true. I kind of I kind of now wish that that were like the tagline for Supergirl. Like that's life, Supergirl. And then like you see a picture of Melissa Benoist sitting in her costume, kind of shrugging, like womp womp. <laughs> Somebody Photoshop that right now because I think it'd be hilarious. Well, and I think if I remember correctly, a lot of the Supergirl comics would, um, you know, have the exposition of kind of what's going on in the story and then it would say you know i'm supergirl and that's my life or something like that yeah, and, and this is and this is my life so uh, yeah i uh, i enjoy that because um it, it'll be good to see them support each other but it will also be interesting to see what do they fight about as sisters um it could be something really big or it could be something really superficial <laughs> like oh you you borrowed my sweater you know that kind of stuff so yeah. it'll be fun to see them interact as sisters. And I kind of wonder, like, what happens when, when young Kara and young Alex fight? And, yeah, you, you took my sweater without asking, blah, blah, blah. They're getting really mad. And, like, Kara accidentally heat visions something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I kind of wonder what those fights were like where she didn't have quite so much control over her powers. And, like, ooh, I accidentally threw Alex into the other room. Whoops. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Might be a little <laughs> bit of an over overreaction from from, a, from a young Supergirl who does not know how to control her powers. So yeah, it's I think true. that would be really fun to see. Well, I, that about wraps it up. We've talked about the two lead characters uh, on Supergirl, which is starting next week, uh, Alex Danvers, and of course, Kara Zorel. Well, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And we are available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you've got some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And thanks so much to Jonesy324 for your iTunes review. We really, really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for doing that. And we are a part of the DC TV Podcast Circle. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and even DC Movies, we have a podcast for that. Subscribe to our DC TV Podcast mega feed and follow at DC TV Podcast on Twitter and like DC TV Podcast on Facebook. And as for me, you can always find me at TeresaGicino.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at TeresaGicino. And I'm also at Patreon. Uh, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Teresa Gicino. And you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. And I think this week I'm going to do a little um, Supergirl facts video. I did one way back in the day about Batman. Uh, it was like a... 15 second, you know, cram, cram as many facts oh, yeah, I remember about, that. about the characters yes. you can into one little video. Um, so I'm going to try to do one of those about Supergirl. So I'm going to be um, pulling out some facts about that. So um, stay tuned to my YouTube channel uh, for that because I'm going to try to get that out this week. That would be amazing. I can't wait for that. Yeah, I remember us talking about that at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, and you're like, I think I'm going to do it. I feel like I could. I feel like I should be able to get some facts in because we have 
This is now our 37th episode, and I feel like I know Supergirl a little better than I did when we started, so that'll be fun to see what kind of obscure Supergirl facts I can pull out. (laughs) Well, uh, I can't wait for that. (laughs) Um, But until next time, I'm still Teresa Giacino. And I'm still Rebecca Johnson. Earth doesn't just have one hero anymore. Now it has Supergirl. Supergirl.